You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Here we go. Let's get ready to suck it! Welcome to your room. Snack bar, Lambeau Field. I was scalded by the cheese of a flaming hot nacho. You play to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. It's from a slice of gabagool. Finish him. Hello and welcome back to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your Mm -hmm. boys, Dom and Mark, back for Mm -hmm. another episode. If it's your first time checking us out, welcome. And if uh, you are a returning guest, welcome back. What was this? Episode 18 already? 18 it it is, brother. On the Chop Sports Network over here. Already know. Alrighty. But no, it's a fucking another Sunday. June is here. It's getting hot. The sun, the sun is out. <laughs> it's not that hot today. No, thank I, God. Listen, I'll tell you, I, I took full advantage this morning. You saw me today. I got, yeah. was doing all the yard work. Brooke got the garden going. Yeah. Everything's planting. She's a fucking maniac. Um, my house over the past, I don't know, I'd say, let me just say a couple months has <laughs> been taken over by plants. Always. Um, yeah. yeah. Next house, we need a greenhouse because she wanted to start earlier this year. So oh, yeah. with what, what happens with that is she gives herself more time to keep buying shit. And now we have bags, like um, grow bags. We have the potatoes going. We have the peppers going. Not like last year with all the crazy ones, but we still got a couple. Tomatoes are rocking already. So mm-hmm. we'll be making some homemade sauce this nice. year. Eggplant. Um Man, yeah, yeah there's, she, yeah, there's, she a, roll. there's a lot. Every pepper under the sun. We're going to be enjoying that. Oh, watermelon. Watermelon, oh, too. that's new. Yeah, we're going to try that this Gave year. Gave up on the corn. With yeah, the watermelon. I think every year we try to experiment with one. Yeah. Um, a couple years back, we had a, a corn stalk. Yeah. But I think we only grew one piece of corn out of it, and it was weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were definitely doing something wrong, but we literally did no research. We're like, let's just put it in the ground, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, fuck it. And um, that one didn't work out. So, yeah, we're going to try watermelon this year, and that'll nice. be nice, man. If we could grow some watermelon. Um, yeah, watermelon would be sick. And, and uh, yellow watermelon, too. I don't uh, think I've ever had a yellow watermelon. They, yeah, watermelons are yellow. There are yellow watermelons out there, I've never and they are a yellow. little juicier and more flavor than the standard red. I've never come across a yellow. The inside's yellow, Inside's too? yellow. What? Inside. I've literally never seen one then. So we didn't either until we went to Jamaica on our honeymoon. Huh. And then we had it like at a buffet or something. Maybe Brooke had it. She was obsessed. I tried it. It was awesome. Like I said, definitely a lot juicier. Um, so hopefully, watermelon. hopefully those work. Hopefully that ex- experiment, uh, yeah. is fruitful. No pun yeah. intended. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, man. Um, uh, besides no, yeah. that, it's actually been a somber week. It's, a little, it's been a, a sad week though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we lost some people. Hate to start off morbid, but, yeah. uh, some one very iconic, uh, figure oh, yeah. in some of the greatest, uh, movies in pop culture. Mm hmm. And then um, another one uh, near and dear to yeah. you as a Cowboys yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. First off, yeah. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Dude, I wanted to play. I tell you, I wanted to play the Nina Simone. And I was going to play because that, that's like the fucking best intro song for like anything. But specifically like a mob movie. So like when I hear that song, I, I immediately picture Ray, Ray Liotta. Which, which Nina Simone song are we talking about? Uh, so, <laughs> it's instant on my phone already. But no, that song is the most, this is the, uh, that's like the best like intro song for almost anything, specifically like a mob movie. Like when I hear that song, I, I think of Ray Liotta holding like a gun to someone's head in the back of a car or something like that. So when you think Ray Liotta <laughs> synonymous with mob movies, right? To me it is. I, I mean, Even though he's been in a ton of shit. And that's the thing too. It had a long career, did a lot of different things, but yeah. I mean, obviously... And he was just at the age where he could start playing the Don. The boss, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he could start doing the Don role. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you think of Goodfellas. Oh, hundred percent. When you think of Leota, and you and I, definitely one of our favorite mob movies. Oh, no question. Is it your is it your top one? What what is your favorite mob movie? <sighs> that is a fucking tough right? fucking call. Because I'll be honest, dude, I haven't seen, and I know everyone says, you know, Godfather, Godfather Two. Yeah, Godfather's right? great and all, but 
I'll be honest, I dude. Know. I can't sit through it. I mean, I can, but I'm not like in love with Godfather. Like everybody's in love with Godfather. Right, right. I, I agree. I agree. I'm like, eh, it's good, but it's like, eh. Like I go mob movie. I'm going like Goodfellas, Casino. Those two are pretty like neck and neck. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I love I love both movies, and they have the best actors in all of them. Um, I oh would yeah, probably say Goodfellas, but I will. You know what, man? Bronx Tale, dude. Bronx Tale's great too. Bronx There's Tale. There's so many good mobs. I movies. think Bronx Tale might be my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Goodfellas. I think it's Bronx, Bronx Tale for me. Bronx Tale and Goodfellas could basically be one A and one yeah. B. Yeah, I think I put Bronx Tale in the third tier for third on that for me because I think it's like Goodfellas Casino. Yeah, there's a lot of other great mob movies so many. too. So many, dude. I yeah, but Ray Liotta, man, fucking legend. He was in a ton. Like I said he was in a ton of other shit too. There's a movie he was in. I remember he was like in the woods. Uh, he, uh, Ernie Hudson was in it with him too. I fucking I'll, I forget it, but I remember seeing it as a kid. I'm like, what? 83, 86, 87, 88. I don't know the movies, but Lonely Lady, Something Wild, Arena Brains. Dominic and Eugene. So then we get to 1989. Yeah, Field of Dreams. Then Goodfellas, uh, of course. First taken off. As Henry Hill in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> starts hitting the fucking, fucking fast track. But um, yeah, I mean, he even did stuff like Blow, of course. Oh, my God. How can we yeah, forget that's Blow? That's what I'm saying. Blow. It's another great one. How can we forget Blow? That's, I mean, not a, not a mob movie, but drug movie. Yeah. Oh, drug movie. One of my favorites sure. of all time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I threw the fighter on last night. That's one of those movies I could always just throw on, like, blow. Solid flick, yeah. Yep. Um, think about drug movies. Think of Bale in that movie. Mm-hmm. Every time his mom comes to the house, he's jumping out the window in the backyard. So it looks like he had some other movies lined up for 2022, 2023. Cocaine Bear. Oh, um, oh was that Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Looks just like Ice fucking Cube. Yeah. Insanity. But, yeah, I mean, nonetheless, just iconic actor mm. oh yeah so rest in, rest in R.I.P. to the to the og and then another r.i.p has to go out with the fucking the young man marion barber marion the barbarian that's crazy he was only like 38 years old yeah man i don't even think they said what the cause of death was yet i don't think it's come out yet it's crazy though that dude for all i want to say maybe three years was like really fucking good Maybe even four years, like just really at top of his game. But he, like I said, he 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 was one of those running backs where he was fucking he was abusive to himself. He ran hard. He was like he was Marshawn Lynch before Marshawn Lynch. You know what I'm saying? So he ran with a fucking chip on his shoulder, and that shit, you know, that shit beat your body down. There was uh, a notable quote by Bill Parcells recently on uh, Marion Barber. Mm-hmm. He's saying he's he's almost like the perfect player. Yeah, dude. Because he, if you remember, he coached him back in 2005. Yeah, that's what he. That's that, when he was drafted. That squad, bro, with like him. He played with Bledsoe for like a year, but then he, he mostly played with Tony. That like early, that was Tony's like early years. That was his formidable years. So like it was like him. It was like Marion Barber, Julius Jones, that tandem in the backfield. I forgot about Julius Jones. Yeah, wow. fuck him. He Notre was, Dame product? He was, yeah, he's supposed to be fucking the real deal here. He was supposed to be like the second coming of Emmett. My fucking dick. That dude was terrible. Yeah. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't certainly was no second coming of Emmett. Barber was the better runner. Yeah, Barber was the far. fucking man. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, you made a good point. Like he was kind of the original Marshawn Lynch. He was. He was a battering ram. The dude was tough as nails, man. Um he was And he was fast. He was athletic yeah. as fuck. He was like a perfect back. Man, what a shame. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the uh what the cause of death was. Yeah, I don't think they released it. But apparently he he was um I don't even want to quote it because I don't remember. Mm. But someone, an ex-player that I think was teammates with him, said within the past year that he was like down and out in a bad way. Mm. So I don't know if that was like mental health related or. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way he's running, man, who knows? That CT is very real. Well, that's the thing, too. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Motherfucker put his helmet down, run through you at 100 miles an hour. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, man, regardless of the cause. I mean, just. You, you don't want to see that. You yeah. don't want to see that. It's a shame. Obviously. It's a base shame. And my thoughts and prayers. But yeah, keeping it with the football, um, they released, I guess, the cover of Madden. You know, how they always usually have the athlete 
And listen, there was only one choice. This yeah, year. you really could only go <laughs> one way. And that was with the man himself, and that's John Madden. And I think what they're using that old photo from the 80s or something like that, from the old Madden. Remember, like the original Madden from like 89 or whatever? And it was like him on the cover. I wonder, I think they're using that photo. That's pretty sick. Madden, you know, obviously is fucking timeless. There's the Madden curse usually. So what's going to happen now? There's no, there's no player, you know? Every time. Well, I guess they, the good news is that. Yeah, right? You can't. Can't die. Yeah, you can't hurt anybody, <laughs> you know? Because the Madden curse, I think, you know, there's something to that. Maybe this is the way. They break the curse. To break the curse. You break it by putting John back on there. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. And then next year, obviously, Zach Wilson will be on the cover. (laughs) So perfect timing as the curse is broken. (laughs) Ushering a new era of Madden faces, you know. Imagine Um, that. He has like a Joe Burrow-esque year. Zach Wilson. Imagine that. I predict it now. I don't see it. I mean, I next year he will be on the cover of Madden. Yeah, right. Two thousand and twenty four, three or four, 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 <laughs> whatever four. the next Madden is. Zach Wilson will be on the cover. No, you heard it here now. Okay, okay, I'll folks. Take your declaration because I'm feeling good. Obviously, I'm feeling very, <laughs> Obviously. very good right now. Um, that may change. Yeah. Um, drastically soon as camp a, rolls around and we get our first big injury. But I, I think uh, we have a better chance of seeing Dak on the cover. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll place that bet. He's, uh, yeah, I don't think. He, yeah, I don't think. I'm surprised he hasn't been already. I'll place that bet with you right now. He don't get no fucking love. A dollar. Nah. <laughs> over what? Which over Zach what? will be on the cover before, before Dak. Dak. Yeah, I bet you a dollar on that. All right. Zach before Dak. Zach before <laughs> Dak. I don't think so. Let's do it, man. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think either of them are ever going to be on the cover, to be honest with you. So I don't know. Um, I could see with the Jets, only if they take that huge step this year and Zach is like lights mm. out and everyone starts sucking the Jets dick now. That would yeah. be nice for a change. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. Um, it, you know, and I'll go back to next week. Uh, I'm, next week. I'll go back to last week's <laughs> discussion when I got kind of all bent out of shape about how Stephen the media a. has the agenda against the Jets and yeah. Stephen A's ridiculous take, take, which, you know, I'm not going back on. It was ridiculous. And yeah. anyone with a brain knows that. But I will say that the only thing that changes those agendas is winning. Oh, right. Yeah. Like facts. There's no way, no shape or form, nothing that you could say. To make that change, you're, you're not going to give a, a losing team that's lost so much over the past 10, 15 years love. It's just not yeah, going to happen no. until they prove otherwise. So, I mean, this is it. This is the beginning of it this year with the Jets. Zach on the cover next year, taking another <laughs> step. And um, that three to five year plan to the Super Bowl uh, with Joe Douglas and um, and Salah riding the white horse off into the sunset, holding the trophy. I'm all for it, man. And it's happening. I don't know. I think you have to pull that trophy out of Jerry's dead hands. Jerry's taking. Jerry's going to take the the fucking Lombardi to his grave. I don't know, man. I, I listen. I like the Cowboys. They're my NFC team. I, I listen. They still have a lot to prove, though. Listen, we we fucking every year it's the same song and dance. We got the same. We got all oh, players. We should do it. We should do it. And then we just don't perform when the time comes to perform. It's just how it is. But I'll tell you one thing. CeeDee Lamb is going to be a problem this what, year. What if Cowboys don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs this year? I'm fucking done. Well, McCarthy's gone 100%. That's rule. That's move number one. What if they start off slow? What if they come out of the gate? I think he's just sticking around the What if they come year? out of the gate three and six? Uh, he's still sticking around. They're going to they're gonna keep him all year. He'll be here the whole year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless. Jerry likes him, right? Yeah. He'll be here all year. Regardless, he'll be here all year. Are we losing the first round? See ya. You're fucking toast, buddy. At that point, you're fucking gone. You were saying good news out of camp, though. Oh, your number one draft. Oh, pick. yeah. I don't understand. Like, it still makes sense to me that Tyler Smith, I think, is. I don't even know his name. It's how much I don't care about the draft pick. Uh, apparently, though, in camp, he was going up and doing drills with Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons didn't get past him one time. So, I mean, that might be saying something. Who knows? Maybe he. Maybe it turns out to be like. Tyron Smith 2.0, you know? Yeah, linemen are funny like that too, man. You don't know. Like, it, 
there could be a guy that's drafted late and mm-hmm. be an absolute oh, stud. Yeah. In, in this case, I mean, he's not even drafted late, late in the first round. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, we kind of took a stretch on him, I think, though. Yeah. Well, we were together during the draft when, when they made yeah. that pick and we kind of like <laughs> both looked at each other like, Who? Yeah, like what? what is this? What? Where'd you think they were going to go? I thought they were going to go like Lindenbaum or something. He yeah. Was still there. I thought they were going to go offensive line or defensive line, but not him. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I was like, huh? And then we drafted some other dude from like North Dakota State. He's an absolute mauler. He's like almost seven foot. He's gigantic. Another lineman? Yeah, he's a monster. I'm like, oh, if this dude just like can clean up his bullshit, forget about it. He's fucking, he could be something too. But uh, the, the, the guy we got in the first round, the only real problem he ever had was apparently just penalty, a lot of penalties. Got to clean those fucking penalties up. Good coaching. That's all it takes. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, I'm confident with our coaching staff. So that's not a problem. That's not a fucking problem. What the fuck am I going to say? Um, we're having a discussion before, since we're just talking about football real fast. Let me just touch on this. So I found this thing that it um, it said uh, Drew Brees, right, had his first playoff win, came six years into his career. And his first and only Super Bowl came nine years into his career. Peyton Manning's first playoff win also came six years into his career. And his first of his two Super Bowls was also nine years into his career. So it says, you know, both are, both are current and future Hall of Famers. So let's stop acting like every quarterback has to be Brady before, you know, or, or they're a bust. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a great point. So it's a fucking fair conversation. So, I mean, in modern day football, you look at today and... You know, we we're just talking about Zach Wilson. You put Zach Wilson there. You could put Justin Fields there. You could put any of the new guys that were drafted this year. Any of those guys. And the clock on to clock on success is so minimal nowadays. Right, that leash is so tight. Yeah, two years. If they don't show you enough, exactly. you guys are looking for another quarterback. Exactly. Already. I mean, what would have happened with paint if Peyton or Breeze yeah. were drafted in this era? That's what I'm saying. You know, like, do th- do we never get to see what they could have fully been? Exactly. Because we have no patience anymore. Exactly. No patience. Right? Um, one situation that we were talking about before that, you know what, you were saying with uh, San Francisco that eh, they might not seem oh, as yeah. high on Lance right now. But the good news is they do have Garoppolo. You could do a lot worse mm-hmm. with Garoppolo. Yeah. So even He's though already brought you to a Super Bowl. So right. You know you can get there. Right. You know you can win with him. Right. You could get, you could get mm-hmm. to the big game with him. Um, so even though they're not high on what Lance is doing right now, at least maybe you have Garoppolo yeah, in that spot for another year. Let you have Lance the opportunity to watch more. him. Yeah, let him play more in the you know behind the scenes and let him develop. And then maybe next year you're singing a completely different, different tune. tune. Yeah, you know, it could and, be, and it maybe maybe not right. It, yeah, but at least he he might be given another chance to sit. Right, not every guy is Andrew Luck or someone that you could just put in day one yeah. and is going to be highly effective. No, exactly. More so like, times than not. Some guys you just need to sit. They need to sit. And I think maybe Green Bay thought they were doing that with Jordan Love, but I think at the same time now they hate Jordan Love. Like They're like, this dude sucks. There's a lot of like that. Like That dude hasn't even played. You know what I'm saying? And, and like teams have already given up on him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who they, knows? If they did really like him, they would have been fielding legitimate trade offers oh, for Aaron Rodgers already because what you could get back to build towards the future for Green Bay. Oh, my God. A, you could still be a competitive team while focusing on the future with all the draft 100%. picks and everything that you get back. You'd probably get some premier players mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, I mean, if he was that guy, you'd probably be looking to trade Rodgers because Rodgers isn't going to be around forever, obviously. And he's, you know, historically, you know, not happy there. So, no. You know, that would be the move, but you're kind of handcuffed if you don't like the guy that's behind him. Right. No. Yeah. And hence why exactly. Rodgers is still there and not playing for another team. But like we were saying, like these quarterbacks, they don't get a chance anymore. So, like, I think about, like, if Dak didn't come out and have success the way he had the success, he wouldn't have been. You know, we, he, he came out in that preseason, played well, and they were like, let's give this guy a chance to start. And he showed out that first year. To show that he was able to play with the, you know, there was oh, there was a couple questions afterwards, like can he do this? Can he do this? You know that he ended up shutting everybody up about now. You know, can he throw the deep ball? Can he, he obviously can do all everything? You know, but I think about if you know if he didn't show out like that that first year, 
who knows? Yeah, especially where because be. he wasn't a round exactly. One he was a round four quarterback. They easily could have been like he had three or four bad games. You're out. He, you're not starting. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Great. Point. Tony would have came back. Tony would have ended up playing when he came back healthy that year. He would have ended up playing 100. Mm-hmm. percent Yeah. But he knew. He looked at Dak and was like, this guy can play. He's legit. That's crazy. If he would have just thought about like how good Dak is, and you think of him as like a top, I think of him as top fucking ten quarterback. You know what I'm saying yeah. right now? Yeah. So think about that. If he had four bad games, the Cowboys could have shipped him off. We never, we we could never have known. Yeah. I mean, he could have maybe went off and made a career somewhere else, or nothing at all. Could have fizzled out of the or nothing. league. Exactly. You know, completely. Exactly. You never, you never know. So that's why I do believe you got to give guys a legit got, chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I think every guy. Um, like I said, unless he's a unicorn where there's no doubt this guy has to start week yeah. one, I think every guy should at least sit a year. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're the first <laughs> overall pick. Oh, God. You're right, big man. Yeah, lion. Just lion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care if you're picked oh. top of the draft. You're the, you're the first overall pick taken, you know, I, and I get it. We talked about this, right? There's yeah, a lot especially with the, the salary cap and there's all that now. But it's like anything else. It's an investment, right? Yeah. And you want to get an ROI over time on that investment. So sometimes you have to nurture that investment a Yo, little yeah. bit before it, you could let it out into the world. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. just it's it, it's common sense. Um, there the difference between college and pro football is so drastic, and especially when you're looking at the most pos- important position. On oh, the field, right? The quarterback. Quarterback. I mean, there's so much, many different things to process. You're thinking about the offensive playbook, but you also have to learn how defenses play in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything's quicker and faster. Guys are stronger, like all that. So, you know, why would you? Th- the question to me is, why would you throw? Why someone would you throw in? someone out in that situation? Why? Yeah, because I if mean, there are guys, and that you want that guy to be your quarterback for the next ten years. Well, there's guys that can handle it, so there's and they recognize that they're like, all right, but it's few and far between. Oh yeah, they're, they're and the guys that they're throwing out there, like you know, Trevor Lawrence. Think about this. I mean, and he's go, in a shit situation. We could go all day about how bad Jacksonville handled yeah. that with with what's his face yeah. running the show. Um, you know, if if you're a smart coaching staff, and I get it, I understand. There's pressure, right? There's pressure to get these guys on the field. Um, jobs depend on it. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. But you look at the talent, like you just said. You look at the talent around that team, and you go, "How can I make this guy succeed?" Yeah. And the, if the answer is you can't because the pieces around him are so bad, then you don't start him. Yeah. Because then you're but then you're making everybody look bad. You're gonna yeah. kill his confidence. Yeah. You you're gonna risk injury. Yeah. All of that, and whether it's on the mental aspect or the physical aspect, you know, you fuck with those things. Guys, sometimes they can't come back from that—a really no, yeah. bad injury or look a at few Donald. Bad games. Look at Donald. I think Perfect Donald. Example. I think Donald's done. I think Donald's ruined. Yep, just ruined. Yep. I mean, no doubt about it. And um, what, what's funny is with Donald uh, is that his best year or year is his first year came under Todd Bowles. Yeah, his you know, first a, year. A defensive head coach, who was his his uh, offensive coordinator at the time, Morton, I think. Who's what, Was it Morton? Might have been, but, you yeah. know, it, it was either Morton. Or, yeah, I think it was Morton. Anyways, I mean, guy's probably not even in the league anymore. <laughs> he's uh, probably coaching coach XFL. USFL. Um, which I also want to touch on, too, real quick. Uh, but uh, USFL rules, dude. Or X, XFL, actually, uh, I do want to touch on. But I forgot where <laughs> I, was go- I was going with that. Uh, oh, yeah. But his best year was, like, under, like, nobody's and, yeah. a, and a defensive head coach, a young one, you know, at that with, uh, at the time with Bowles. So, and then I think Gase just really came in and just yeah. destroyed him. I think. Ruined him. You know, and then I, th- I think Rule's not good either. So yeah. it's like he's. No, I think Rule's all right. But the problem is I think Donald went over there. Played like three good games with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This is easy when I have a player that does everything and I don't have to do much. Oh, this ain't that bad. The second McCaffrey was gone and Darnold had to do more than one thing, done. Yeah. Yep. Done. No, I know. And it, it, listen, and all of us could check down to fucking. Yeah, I could play quarterback. McCaffrey all McCaffrey's day long. in the game. Yeah, exactly. I'd look like fucking Mike Vick. <laughs> you know, I'd, I, look, I'd look like Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh huh. Another one. Fucking gone too soon. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about the XFL because they just assigned uh, coaches okay. for the 2023 season. 
So you sign okay. them to a franchise. I don't know if they came out with franchise names yet, but they do have like the regions or states that they're playing. If in there's it. no Jersey team, I'd be upset. But I'm telling you, you will have a team because okay. I know I have my team already. <laughs> okay. And your team is going to be All the right. first one that I'm mentioning, okay. actually. Why? Um, so eight coaches were chosen in April. But now they know where they'll. Okay. So now they'll know where they'll be leading their franchises. Former NFL Head coach Wade Phillips. Oh, the pussy? Who coached the Cowboys and Texans will be heading back to Texas oh. to coach the Houston team. So that could very well yeah. be your XFL it franchise. Could be. Could I be. do I do fuck with Wade. I but, do like Wade a little bit. But there are other Texas related teams. Oh Jesus. Um two others, in fact. Jesus Christ, this is a Texas League? Yeah, yeah. Uh, will be coached by one of them. Will be coached by former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops. Oh, Stoops! Yep, I kind of fuck with Stoops. And the other one, San Antonio, former Steelers Pro Bowl wide receiver Heinz Ward. How about that? Oh, right off the Jets coaching squad. Yep, yep. So, Heinz Ward has aspirations to be a legit head coach. So I mean, it's good for him. Good yeah, pra- no doubt. Good practice. So you have a Houston team, you have a San, Dallas team, and a San, and a San Antonio. Team. Jesus Christ. Texas League, bro. Yeah. And then the final five, you have, um, let's see, Reggie Barlow. Oh, my God. Um, we'll coach Washington, D.C. Okay. Rod Woodson. Oh, my God. Um, we'll coach Las Vegas. All right. Maybe I'm going to fuck with the Vegas team. That's interesting. And then my team. Okay. Headed by former New York Jet tight end Anthony Bett. Oh, I knew I knew he was going to be coaching a squad. Beck is headed to St. Louis. Okay, and then uh, Terrell Buckley. Remember Terrell yeah, Buckley? Terrell Buckley, Packers back yeah, in like the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, he will coach Orlando. Wow. So those are the teams. So no names yet. No names. Yeah. But those are the states. No and Jersey team. That sucks. Nah, but you have the Generals. Yeah, I'd be fucking with the Generals. They were in first place right now. They're going to the playoffs. And the USFL has one undefeated team too. Yeah, the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. I've not watched one game, I gotta be honest. I watched that team and I watched <laughs> the Generals because the Stallions were on the other day. And let me tell you something like that team could play a legit. Not maybe. I'd like to see them. They're undefeated. I'd like to see them play like the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Jaguars, the Texans, somebody yeah. like that. I'd like to see them play Dude, them. That would be interesting. How about that? <laughs> That would be sick. Oh man, what a gimmick! But I would love. I it. would love it. <laughs> give me, give me a summertime Super Bowl. Thank you. Thank give you. me like a, this league right here. The winner, winner, idea. the winner plays like the worst team in the NFL. Uh huh. And you make a whole to do. That's fine. I don't care. Put it on fucking pay per view yeah. if you want. Make, I, you know, stream it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that would be interesting though. Whoop. And the winner, and the, and if they beat the NFL team. The N- the NFL team has to go to the loser league. <laughs> yeah, it goes to the loser USFL league. That would that that's so gimmicky. That would be that the most you can't do. Yeah, that would ruin the NFL because you'd have a different <laughs> team probably every year, and you'd like imagine if you like a fucking iconic franchise like the fucking Packers. Packers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking end up losing to the Brett, fucking Jersey the fucking, Generals. The fucking Jersey Generals. <laughs> I have to go play in the fucking USFL next year. Yeah, now, great. Bro, can you imagine that? You got fucking Rogers. Rogers. I gotta play the fucking USFL. No way. That would never get paid fifty thousand dollars a game. Oh my god! I mean, oh, that you gotta get paid like you gotta USFL get paid players. like a USFL guy too. <laughs> Give him fifty thou. Yeah. Oh right. my god, Rogers would throw. Yeah, right. Fit. That would be too no, much. But yeah, if you had like a, a whoever had the worst record in the NFL yeah. that year against be cool. the, the winner of the uh, loser league, yeah. whatever it is, USFL league. So what would be the benefit though of the all right? So the NFL team playing that. Oh, because there's no benefit, actually. It benefits them none because if they lose, they look fucking terrible. Yeah, so like that's their, just their punishment for being a terrible for, team. Yeah, that's your punishment for being... That, that's what the league should be sending you to do for embarrassment, for to anti-fucking fucking tanking shit. There you go. There's the solution right there. And that's the way you get rid of tanking right there. Because You heard fuck, it here first. You're so embarrassed. You're not going to go fucking play in that other league. This is the fucking solution. That's I'm it. sold. I'm that sold is, on That it. is the solution. That is. Because you don't want to be the head coach. That has or to the go, quarterback. Yeah, or the fucking team. Anyway. Whatever. The fucking owner of the franchise that has to sit there and be like, we have to go play the fucking USFL team. And we might lose. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. Are you kidding me? I love it. I the, love it. Yeah, they, they would. They, that, that's definitely the way to get rid of tanking. There's no question. 
<laughs> um, I think we still. I solved it, folks. Good call, big, my big brain, brother. Um, <laughs> fucking just coming up with some banger ideas today on the All Star Vintage Podcast. That's funny. Before we come up with more, we're gonna take a break. So yeah. you guys just hang tight. We're gonna let Dave do his thing. We'll be back after this. What's up, guys? It's Sturch from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Chop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business, and today we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique and join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. All right, and we are back for the second half of episode eighteen. Yes. yes, eighteen. Are we going to do something special for twenty? Maybe. Start thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to miss next week. Oh yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. It's possible. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we can. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's switch gears. Yeah. A little AE Dubs talk because yeah. there is a ton, a ton of AEW of shit going on. Yeah. Since we last spoke about it last week, there's been a lot of shit. A lot. Um, one thing we'll get into right now, um, as everybody yeah. already knows, the NJF pipe bomb. So this has been building for weeks, if not months now. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about it. We talked about it last week. You know, yeah. is this a work? It's a hundred percent of work, by the way. But yeah, after yeah. seeing this, I mean, it has to be because there's no way Tony Khan yeah, let crew, MJF yeah. go in that in the center of that goddamn ring, yeah. and just shit talk and everybody him, the way and he did. A fucking Mark. I mean, there's I no it. way. So, I mean, whether it started one way now has evolved mm-hmm. into a a work and a storyline. Whatever the case may be, I will say it again. I'll say genius. it a million times. It's genius. Brilliant. Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this pipe bomb, uh, this promo that, that NJF promo, uh, just just uh, just uh, fucking put out there. Bro, that promo was is the best fucking promo I've probably ever heard in my life. I, I, it's up there. It's up there in like the top five promos of all time. He went in and it was perfect. It was great. Everything about it was great. We're talking about bringing the ex-WWE guys in. Hey, go to lace my fucking <laughs> I mean, if you guys haven't heard this, I mean, you got to go see it. You know, in fact, we'll play it. I am in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday. But all you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what, that's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk, but this is Max Friedman talking. Big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing... You've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. 
When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket, except for me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship, because I created moment after moment after moment for this company, and I still get no respect. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, I am not expected to hit home runs. I am expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys, they get to settle for being great. I have to be perfect because I'm the 26-year-old who is constantly held under a microscope because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. It's funny. It's funny I hear boos, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. That's interesting. Where were you guys? Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious. You're not the only problem. No, it's the boys in the back too. Because the boys in the back all want my spot. Well, guess what? You want my spot? You can have it. Because I don't want to be here anymore. Now let's talk about you fans, huh? You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime. And then you pretend your new opinions are the same as your old. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting. Because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because, because I'm not untrained like all your faves? Because I don't pretend to watch New Japan? Because I don't dump because I don't dump my opponents on their head? Because I'm not reckless? What is it? Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings, guys? What is it? How could I possibly be the best? Well, newsflash, I am the best! I'm the best in the world! Because I'm the only guy who makes you feel. And unlike all those boys, I don't gotta do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. I am a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted, but it's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too. Here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute-for-minute draw is in this entire company? Nope, you wish. It's me! It's me! And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Ask that boy Tony in the back, see what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one! No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots. you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? 
See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me. So allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony, I want you to fire me. Tony, don't count me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fire me. It's great. MJF fucking went off, dude. Are you like every he hit on everything, man? Yeah, it was great. I mean, he he mentioned the boys in the back. He mentioned X W W E. He mentioned the fans calling them marks. He calls Tony Khan a fucking mark. That's the best. They cut him off. He flips out. I mean, the the theatrics behind it, the storyline, the buzz. Absolutely everything. Yeah, it's perfect. That you want you got people online fucking be like, oh, this is real. It's real. You know, I saying that's how good he is at doing that shit. Making he makes it real for people, and yeah. that's what you want watching wrestling. Hundred percent. You want the blurred lines. You know. I remember back in the day in the Attitude Era when it was the Austin and Pillman feud. Yeah, this is very Pillman reminiscent. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give credit to Joey Blue because yeah. in our group chat, he even mentioned that was very Pillman-esque. And mm-hmm. it, the promo certainly was. But yeah, just talking about blurred lines. Remember when fucking Pillman had the gun? Oh, yeah. And he broke Dude. into Austin's house yeah, or whatever like, it was. Yeah, I'm like, damn, Pillman 9mm, bro. Oh, we, uh, yeah, and then it cut it cut off. It the episode the cut off when he had the gun and yeah, he was about to like, shoot or something. I remember being like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, is he out there with a gun for real? Could this actually be real? Yeah. That was like in his house, too. It was dark. Yeah. Very fucking dark. But, I mean, this is this is similar. And, and that always makes for the best storylines. Yeah. And builds in the intrigue. And those are the type of things that always reel me as a mm-hmm. fan back in. Yeah, me too. When shit gets stale for a while. Like, I haven't, yep. I haven't been loving... You know, wrestling in general. Well, well, yeah, and then the the influx of WWE guys going into AEW. Yeah. I feel like it lost something when you brought all those guys in. It's it, it's just like another reboot of uh, of WWE, or it's it's getting to that point where there were guys in the early days of AEW that we really cared about. MJF was definitely one of them, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning. But you look at it like a lot of the guys that like are on dark matches or elevation now and stuff that were really had had promising storylines in the early days of AEW but when that roster grows and you bring in bigger yep. stars that have that name and um that authority built you know within the industry already you're going to move to the back of the line that's just kind of how yep. it goes and i don't know it's just a shame like i i it was fun rooting for guys that i didn't really know about and i got yeah. to learn about you know, as um, the shows went on. So but I think they do a good job of keeping their like legitimately good talent relevant, like Wardlow, like for one, though, to be honest with you, I don't know why he's not just number one contender right off the rip for the title. And, and that's Speaking another thing of, right now. now yeah. yeah. Now that, you know, not just the MJF shit, but now that, you know, we, we were talking last week, if Punk was looking hurt, Punk was hurt, you know, Punk's hurt. So now they're going to do what battle Royal for number one contender against Moxley for like, why is Moxley get the number one contender? Why isn't it Wardlow? He's number one in the rankings. Yeah, and that, that's the thing with the ranking system, too. If you're going to establish a ranking system, which I'm all for. Yeah. I, I think it's a great then idea. Use it. Do it the right way. Yeah. And, and, yeah, because what happens is it loses its relevancy if you're just going to make shit up, right? Like yeah. you just said, Wardlow. He's number one in the rankings. He's number one in the rankings. So why isn't he number one just in? All right, so he's going to face whoever fucking wins the Royal. But I have a feeling he's going to win the Battle Royal. Who, Wardlow? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Push him. Push him to the moon right yeah. now because you had the m- momentum with him. I think it's a perfect time. I was hoping. Especially with MJF's heat right now. Yeah. Yeah. MJF doesn't have to be champ right now. No. At all. And I'm saying got like. this thing going on. Yeah. And like he's. And Wardlow was part of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like you can incorporate some of that storyline into Wardlow right now while he's still, you know, while you can push him. He's still, he's still relevant in the story. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. And. You know, even if there's concern that Wardlow's not ready, right? You have to build him up a little more, things like I that. I think like, you could build him as the champion. I, yeah, I do too. And then just protect him, you know? Yeah. You know, just... Because um, he's already dominant. They, they already call him like the modern day Goldberg done right. 
That's what they say. There you go. Who knows? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I like him. I know Vince could get his hands on him. Oh, my God. But, uh, and Lord Wardlow wants to stay there too, apparently. Yeah, I, he listen, likes it there. I, I think, he, I, I, I'll tell you, I wanted the CM Punk reign to be short. Now, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. Yeah. So, like, that's not why I'm happy. But I did not, I didn't need to see him be the champ for like an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And I did want Wardlow to be that guy to come up and take it from him. But I think right now, I think because he's so hot, you know, who, who else are you going to, who yeah. else are you going to give it who to? Who are you going to give it to? Jericho? I mean, we've seen that already. We don't need that. Yeah. We don't need Moxley. Like, give it to someone new. Yeah. Um, we saw Paige. We don't need Paige back in the picture anytime no. soon. Anytime soon. So you look around. I mean, you know, who else is there? Yeah, why not Wardlow? You can give it to Eddie Kingston. That would be something. That would be a hype. That would be something. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. He's I'm one the of the motherfucking world champion. He's one of those guys I- that makes it real. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, do you want to see Brian Danielson, really? No. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see Moxley that. that much either. No. And I don't hate Moxley Me either. either. No. He was a great champion. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't want to Take see Take a it. chance on Wardlow yeah. now while he's hot. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I'm, I'm with that 100%. There, besides from... Um, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah. McCargill, right? Jade McCargill, yeah. Jade McCargill. She, her in that like woman stable, it's fucking great. The baddies. Yeah, it's fu- it's fucking great. It works. They can do that for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like they could keep that. Like as long as she's champion, they can keep that going for forever. I feel like that was supposed to be with um, Team Bad was supposed to be in WWE. Yeah, right. <laughs> with Sasha and Naomi and Tamina. Yeah, exactly. But this is done better. This is done saying. better. Yeah, this is like just her with her groupies, the baddies. You know. It's fucking Did Sonny great. Kiss join it yet? <laughs> I, I, no, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I, heard, no. I heard that he might, he might actually be joining the stable. I fucking believe which it. Which would be hilarious did. to me. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> the baddies. Did you see him on stage for Limp Bizkit? Yeah. That was fucking that weird. That was funny. Yeah, that him, was like him, Silver, and um, Chuck Taylor. Yeah, from the Best Friends. But no, that was, I, it made me think about fucking um, Turnstile had uh, Do- Brody King and Darby Allen there th- and uh, Brody King threw Darby Allen into the crowd. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I think Turnstile's done. What do you mean? Uh, <clears throat> it just in terms of I think they reached their peak. They were on Jimmy Kimmel. I know. Yeah. No, I I, I know. I, I But I think they're going to be one of those bands that there's not going to be that longevity. Like they hit their peak yeah. on, on the main stage. Uh-huh. I and I think they're going to fall I, off from there. I, I, I beg to differ, right. actually. We'll, we'll see. Only I reason The only reason I say that is because each one of their records has progressively, progressively have gone, has gone in this direction more and more, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the next evolution of their record could be something that's a little different than this even and gonna people are already sucked in. They could suck them in even more probably because they've made this record is so mainstream and... This is their first mainstream record. This is their fifth record altogether as a band. Right, probably. right, right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like their last record, you could say you could sense it was heading in this direction. Less heavy, more catchy. I think next is going to be super catchy. 18 Visions obsession style. Nah, not even because no, no, like that's like the trajectory. Yeah, yeah. To compare it to almost. Yeah. 18 Visions Vanity Tour. Get, they didn't get there. Dude, I, I want to go. I will. I, I, ends not playing the day around here. No. Yeah. No. I know. Damn. <laughs> I, know. I was hoping that we might be able to uh, sneak into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Oh, well. No, fucking. I think Turnstile is going to, depending on what their next, next record sounds like, right. it's probably going to take off even more. I hope so, man. I Dude, hope they just so. played. They just did Jimmy Kimmel. They just did all the, they did all the fucking night shows. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Fallon. Crazy for a fucking a, a, a fucking a hardcore band from Baltimore. <laughs> oh, speaking of hardcore bands from Baltimore, shout out End It. They just put a new video out called Hate Seeker, and I suggest anybody who fucks with um, Chappelle and the Player Haters Ball, they just watch that because it's they just did a, like a recreation. And it's fucking. It's probably the like best thing I've ever seen. So shout out Gons and the rest of those idiots because that shit is hilarious. So switch gears right quick. Right. We're we talking about. Um, oh, I saw. I don't know if you saw it. I saw somewhere that Butterbean was like looking to call out Jake Paul. Really? Yeah. Apparently he's in good shape now too. 
Oh, How I old mean, is he? Jesus. Oh, Butterbean's probably got to be like in his late 40s, maybe 50s. Oh, I would say 50s. Probably for sure. But, I mean, he could probably still knock someone the fuck out. But he, apparently, he, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he called out Jake Paul. If he did, let me tell you something. I would love to see that. Because... 55 years old, 55. Butterbean, by the way. Oh, see if he see if it was true. If, see if he called out Jake Paul. I think he did. Currently weighing 378 pounds. Oh, he's still at still at his fighting weight. 5'11". <laughs> he still hits. I'm sure he still hits fucking hard. Like him versus Jake Paul. I'll sign me up. I'd watch that. And yeah, I'd pay for it probably. Because one, I'd love to see those two fight. So, but. but, 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 but um, boxing legend Butterbean is calling for a fight with Jake Paul. So he is calling for a fight. after getting into the best shape of his life. I so this it. is what you were talking. I about. I knew it. I knew it wasn't full of it. Butterbean, real name Eric, was it Esh? Eric Esh. Yeah, is fifty-five and hasn't boxed in almost a decade. Mm. But his intimidating size and formidable power made him a legend in his prime, as we know. Um, finished his career seventy-seven, ten, and four. Think about that. <laughs> Butterbean only lost ten fights. But he never competed for a world title. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's crazy. crazy. It's 77 wins. Mm-hmm. Never had a world title shot. That's that's disrespect. Can't for, uh, can't forget his time in WWE too. Yeah. All uh, yeah. What was it? The all for uh, brawl for all. Oh my! That was a devast- That was a disaster. My fuckers were getting hurt. Oof. They were really boxing. They were really that getting hurt. That was such a bad idea. The brawl yeah. for all. <laughs> yeah, I remember like Bart Gunn or something like really getting hurt and that shit <laughs> and concussed. So he says, I have a big announcement. I'm going to fight one last fight. It's going to be one year from now. Jake oh. Paul, if you're ready, I'm oh. here for you, my friend. Oh, wow. So who do you like in that? A 55-year-old Butterbean butter or Jake it, Paul entering his prime? A 55-year-old Butterbean in his in his best shape, I'll take. Because he's probably got like 100 pounds on him. I don't know, man. He's got like 100 pounds on him, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah at least. So um, Butterbean... He hits you one or two, he gets one or two of them big shots on Paul. That's a lot of meat coming at you, dude. Still, no doubt about it, man. I mean, if he gets the shot, he on might him, be able. He he hits him with the shot. He's knocking Paul out. He's knocking anyone out. Still, that's what I'm you know? saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But Paul, I mean, Paul probably just run around circles. I, I think him so. Up for I fucking think so. twelve rounds, yep. so it'll be very boring. But if I, Butterbean got his hands on him, forget about it. He'd yeah. knock him out. And I still don't know about those matches. Like, it depends yeah. on who the promoter is, too, for those matches. I mean, is it if it's a regular sanctioned match, right? Mm-hmm. Like like a WBC, like real yeah, yeah. fucking match, I think I'd give the edge to Butterbean there. Yeah. But if it's in, like, Jake More, Paul's yeah. fucking fantasy bullshit. world. Yeah, yeah Jake, Jake Paul's, Paul's fantasy fucking, world. Yeah, we'll Jake Paul's it. fantasy land where he fucking runs the doors and he runs the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the fucking, right? Yeah, and he's if, got his fucking gag fucking people working the fucking, um, you know, yeah, this fucking bullshit fucking referees. And he's got his fucking gag announcers and his, and YouTube, judges and his YouTube corner and all this. Right. So if, it, if it's on the Jake Paul fantasy world playground, yeah. then, I, then give I, the give, edge, yeah, I give the edge to him. Obviously to him. To him. For, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. If they're going to like a real deal fight, I give it to the bean. Fuck it. That give would be interesting for sure. Huh? Yeah. Will uh, Butterbean still be a draw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting Jake Paul. Jake Paul's the draw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the fucking sad part. That's why he's calling him out because he knows he's the draw. Like, Butterbean call fucking anybody else, you know? Would you watch a Butterbean and Tyson? If they're going full bore, like they're fully going at it, I'd watch that. Oh, hell Just yeah. Just because they're old dudes really going at it. That Because you know what? I think if anyone can absorb a Tyson body shot. It's Butterbean. <laughs> it's Butterbean, Did right? Did they fight already, though? I don't know. Did I they? they fought once. Played me out. Anyway, but yeah, so Tyson Butterbean now in this day and age. Yeah, I'd, I'd sign watch up for that. It. I'd watch it, especially if they're going full full force. Yeah. I'd watch it. Fuck it. I'd watch a lot of shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> we seem to be suckers for, like, the gimmicky shit sometimes. Yeah. I'm why like, not? I, I am. I just want to sure. be entertained. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Me too. That's why I watch wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That's why I watch anything. Dude. So I'm just trying to be entertained, bro. That's all, brother. So people that's listen all. to me, hopefully. All right. So I want to play a clip real quick because... um. Uh-huh. And we're transitioning now to NBA, by the way. Um, I want to move to a clip that I came across um, with the ex-Nets player, um, Richard Jefferson. Uh-huh. Classic Richard Nets Richard Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Nets player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just went in. Yeah, I heard something about that where he went nuts about, like, players being soft, right? Yeah, dude. 
And, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that might disagree with this take. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of the younger generations. But I like what he had to say. I think this is absurd. I think this is let me let me, let me I just got stretch here. This this is this is this is my issue right here, right? Is that you have game readies, you have Norma Techs. There was years ago where players used to not travel. They would not travel uh, commercial. We have eliminated back to backs. We now have a, a week long All Star break instead of instead of like three and a half days. Yep. And I remember guys used to have to catch flights, play the last game on Thursday, play in the game on Sunday, and then you would have a game on on Tuesday, Wednesday. They have done every single thing. Every team now has sleep staffs. They have extra training staff. When I came into the league, you had two doubled as an equipment manager. Now you have a massage therapist to travel with teams. Now, guys, are you want to shorten the season? Like, how much more do we have to make this coddling and all of this stuff go with the players? It makes absolutely no sense. Professional sports is not good on your body. It's supposed to separate the people that can do it from the people that can't do it. And while we do want our best product on the floor, part of greatness is longevity. That's what Michael Jordan, that's what that's what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's what LeBron James, all of these guys, we talk about their greatness over a long period of time. And to keep eliminating this and dialing back to the point where it's like there's nothing else for the players to do. I think it is a joke. I think they should never do this. Now, if you were talking about the in-season tournament, I think that's 100% maybe if you wanted to just have a little bit more space. But this right here is the epitome of coddling players to make sure that everything is okay on top of the fact that players are taking rest days on top of the fact that they're taking rest days right now. So how are you going to give them rest days and then say, well, we're going to shorten it to 60 games. We're going to shorten it to 70 games. At the end of the day, they're still going to take time off. Tell them about the money. The money. Oh, they make it all that money. I don't think anyone else is going to be yet. These are the teams. These are the owners need to get on these. It's not just the players. Don't say the players. It's literally I've seen guys have a thumb injury and not be able to play in back-to-back because they didn't want their conditioning to be off. Right? Like, if you have a thumb injury, you should be in conditioning. And I'm going to stop because I'm getting too excited here. But the fact that we want to talk about shortening the season now with all of this stuff, you tore your ACL. I've missed time before this. And it ain't just because of that. If guys aren't conditioning 24 hours a day to make sure that their bodies are taken care of, that's on them and that's on the team. But shortening the season, you're going to mess with records. You're going to mess with numbers. You're going to mess with so much of our basketball because this group or the way that's handled right now can't handle it. I'm off that. He made some really good points about um, how it was during like his playing days versus what it is now in terms of the extra treatment that the players um, get within the facility. Um, There's sleep coaches now, you know, all the nutritionists, like all these things that are available to them mm-hmm. um, for them to, you know, optimize their their health and their career and things like that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're they're bitching and they're moaning now, the, the current day players about and, and, and uh, NBA commissioner just um, announced the potential of shortening a season. He's a coddler. And. I, and Adam Silver, he's a coddler. And this is kind of what uh, Jefferson was saying about like the owners and everything. Yeah. Is like, why do we coddle to the demands of the players when he's it comes coddler. to this? When you look at some of the best players of all time, it's because they've been great for so long. There's so much longevity yeah, in their longevity. careers. They played when you yeah. an extreme amount of minutes. You know. In every game that they played in, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at uh, Kobe Bryant, you look at LeBron James oh, now. Yeah. Um, like any That's of these longevity. guys, they've done it Chris and Paul. they've done it for longevity. so long. And, you know, now you're going to take that away and you're going to, you know, coddle to these guys that want these shorter seasons now and because the they're concerned games. about their health. Yeah, you're going to fuck with the numbers at that point, and too. That, and that's the other thing, yeah. too, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, he mentioned that, too. Like you start fucking cut down to 60 games, you're not met, you know, you're not hitting the numbers that. The legendary numbers, you know what I'm saying? No, and, and you start fucking with the records. Listen, as an NFL fan, I was upset about increasing the schedule to one game yeah. because of that specifically. Yeah, when you start messing with the stats and the numbers, man. I mean, listen, I get it. The game's got to evolve and stuff like that. And for the NFL, I understand why you want to add another game. But you know, from the NBA front, man, I don't want to see that either. You know, I don't, I don't want to yeah. see the reduction in the schedule. I mean. Let me, hold on. I'll, I'll put it this way. As a casual fan, I might not mind. Yeah. Because me, I'm not a diehard NBA fan. And if they shorten the game, uh, the season to like 50 games, let's say, mm-hmm. 
think about how important each game would be. Yeah. So from that, but aspect, then there's still like, yeah, he said you're still gonna have guys taking right rest days and show that. If you're well, yeah. still gonna have that, yeah. you can't. You can't no, deal. listen, I I'm I, I understand why Richard Jefferson's pissed. I get it as well. You know, it's just the the softness, the evolution or de-evolution. Yeah, it's the of so- like these yeah. new generations, man. It's, it's, it's getting softer uh, and softer. It's bad. It's bad. What do you think that is? Uh, I think it's just uh, convenience. You know what I'm saying? We've made everything so convenienced so that like everybody has everything at the tip of their fingers. Does it start with access to technology at like such a young age? Of course. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Growing up with the tablets in your hand and shit? Yeah, because it's 100% because you're, like I said, you're convenienced right right, right away. You have the answers. Everything's right there, right? But like, let's say you don't have that and you're just kind of like left to do your own thing. You know, you figure it out, one, so you learn critical thinking and then... Two, you don't need the things to get by. You know, those people are addicted to that shit at a young age because it's all they're used to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't need to have that in your life if you're not brought around it. So, like, all right. So, people, uh, let's say if you're not around a lot of technology, right, you kind of grow up fast, not faster, but, like, you learn things to do them yourself, right? So, like, you get kind of, like, that mindset where you just start learning to do things on your own. Mm Mm-hmm. When you don't have, when you, everything's given to you like that, and you're not learning to do things on your own, you just expect to get them. So I think that's why everybody's soft there. And the because first, every, the first like, example, you're not learning to to do things on your own because you know. And then when you don't get things right away, and when you want them, you throw, they throw a fit. And the the first example that that you mentioned, it's like you know when I when I think about that, like it's like the people that don't have that ac- access to modern amenities like technology, things yeah. like that. Those people tend to figure things out differently, right? Um, mm-hmm. Has different skill sets, appreciates things differently than you know the other people that yeah. have access to all those things. Um, so I think from a character build too, yeah, you know those people that might you know have to figure it out on their own a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it makes them a little tougher yeah. and, and thicker skinned. And oh yeah, they, when you they when you're humility. Left, it's almost like you know when you see a lot of these young kids in the hood, you feel bad like they're fucking seasoned already you know what i'm saying they're grown up already because they've had to learn at a young age how to be grown up so when you get that responsibility at a young age you just like that's all you know yeah i mean when it's literally life or death right you're like life depends on providing yeah and and, and figuring things out so you could stay alive yeah i mean yeah those things will tend to process more quickly at a younger age Mm -hmm. like you just mentioned like there's no doubt so I don't know if that's trying to bring it back all together. Like, I don't know if that's the reason or not of why right. this just, translates to the NBA. Well, I mean, sports. Well, yeah, but it comes, you think about it, those kids had to grow up somewhere and they grew up recently and they grew up with technology and they probably grew up with rich families. So they had technology. That's why they got the opportunity yeah, to go to some of these of schools. I wouldn't even say that's the majority. I'm just saying these kids had the opportunity to go to school. Yeah. You know, so like they had to be in school somewhere at some point. Parents cared enough about them to get them to college. Yeah, you know, but where's you know where 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 does it start? I mean, is it is it through you know d- does it start with what they're watching on TV? Does it start with the media? Does it start with the educational system? Like you know, where does that kind of like breeding you know take place for them to kind of be softer? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, or is it just? I think it's also the world we live in. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's because that's how what you sum that, it up. The world we live in dictates what they're being taught you know what i'm saying right right so like we were taught something totally different in school than kids are gonna be taught now you know we don't even get taught the same things no you know what i'm saying that we were taught totally different things that kids are being taught today it's crazy if you think about it but that's how much it changes but my our parents learned a whole different things than we learned too yeah absolutely so it's like it's crazy how it works like that but i think the things that they're learning about making them softer agreed (laughs) brother maybe that's it but um so I guess we're going to wrap up this week. So this week we have, of course, the <laughs> moment of the week. What and do you have for this us? This week brother? I did some digging. It, was, it wasn't, you know, I, I, I found this early in the week. I'm like, if something else comes up, I will, I'll use something else. But light week? Light week, you know. But I mean, it, it's still funny because it's something like, you know, we all say things we, we fucking wish we didn't say, you know. Like, I say shit all the time that I'm like, man, I wish I never fucking said that. But, you know, especially things out of context. Things out of context are the worst. So I say, like, sarcasm never goes over well on during text message, shit like that. Like, so this week we had Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman in the locker room being interviewed for 
I'm just, you know, assuming they're low. I'm not sure if it was the local paper or whatever, but um, they're just asking him about, you know, having Matt Ryan come in, learn, you know, having him throw him the ball, everything like that. The differences, things, you know, your typical wide receiver questions. So he gives the answer. So, yeah, Matt Ryan, he can he can stick it anywhere. <laughs> and that Wish was the quote. Had that one and that, that was the sure. quote. And that was the quote that everybody ran with, too. Like, he can stick it anywhere. Like, oh, come on. And yeah, I know. And like, I bet you after he said it, he was probably like, fuck. Uh, instant regret. Fuck. It's like, you know, when fucking Booker T fucking yell, calls out Hogan. Oh, Hogan, we, we come for you. And he just has the, he just looks down afterwards. And he's shaking his head like, fuck, fuck. That was probably Michael Pittman. And that's why he gets this week's <laughs> moment of the week. And we're going to wrap it up. Brother, the sun is shining. A pool is calling me. I'm hungry as hell. It's yeah. time to roll, my man. Yep, I'm out, everybody. Check out the website, allstarfish.shop. We, uh, we're down to Ricky Waters because we just sold that for today. How you doing? Fire jersey. Yeah. So, everybody, take it fucking sleazy. This has been the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it. Sometimes, baby, I'm so carefree With a joy that's hard to hide And then sometimes again it seems that all I have is worry And then you're bound to see my other side But I'm just a soul